0: Hello, hello. This is Professor Hunter from Ban Man. I am delighted to recommend Gruesome Herzog's podcast to the outside world. His infamous interviews are some of the best in the business.
1: He's deliciously diabolical. <laughs>
0: Hey, this is Sean Kane, director of Silent Night, Zombie Night, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog.
1: Hello, this is Natalie Sheets. I play Jenna in the film Madison County, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog.
0: Hey, horror fans, this is Ace Marrero, and you are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Dig it! I'm Jessica Funneborn, and I'm listening to Gruesome Herzog. This is Yvette Corbea, and most of you know me as Marla from Run, Bitch, Run. He's a really evil, crazy bits. And you guys are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi, this is David Z. Stamp, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, this is Bill Oberst, Jr. I play Dale in the film Dismal. And as Dale would say, let me tell you something. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. You got Dale's word on that. Hey, this is James Cotton. I'm a director, writer, producer. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator on all three I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you listen, the gruesome hurt song.
2: This is Gruesome Herzog's Horror Movie Review. My special guest tonight is G. Larry Butler. How you doing, Larry?
0: Very good, thanks. And yourself?
2: Good, great. Um, thanks for coming on today.
0: Oh, you're highly welcome. <clears throat> good to be here.
2: Thank you very much. Um, I think I'm going to start with The Janitor in 2003. Okay. What's, what's this movie about?
0: Well, uh, this is a very difficult period in my life. Uh, my mother was dying at the time, and and i had to audition for it i had to travel 500 miles one way 1000 miles round trip uh every every few days to go up and i finally landed the part of uh the janitor's boss I'm the only one he didn't kill and uh it was a very difficult time for me but uh, we 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 did very well on it uh it was a um kind of uh it wasn't an homage to, to slasher films i think he, he was deliberately over the top with it because the director didn't really care for uh slasher films but but he he made the most gruesome yet comical um slasher film in the history of cinema you just got to see it to believe it people were laughing in the theater they were screaming they were puking it was it was riveting it was gruesome it was revolting but uh people just were mesmerized by it it was unbelievable! And I played the boss. I'm the only one that doesn't die in the entire movie.
2: Uh-huh. Now, is it available? Incredible. Is it available on DVD?
0: It's on Netflix. Yeah.
2: Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah, the janitor. Uh, with, uh, it was a first-time filmmaker, right out of the Columbia Broadcasting, uh, named Andy uh, Signore, and uh, he's gone on to do other things. I actually did some other stuff with YouTube on YouTube with him. One called Harry Back. He likes to make fun of the popular. Uh, Singers at the time. Okay, I can't. And uh, we did something called Harry Back so Look for that. I was uh, lip syncing to this song, and uh, they changed the lyrics, and it's just outrageously funny.
2: Cool. I yeah. gotta check that out. The next one I see here: um, Frankenstein versus the creature from the from Blood Cove. Mhm. Doctor Monroe uh, Lazarov.
0: Yeah. Now this one, I had met uh, a name uh, a man by the name of William oh. Winkler. And, uh, his father was one of the little rascals. I don't know if some of your, some of your audience might know him. Um, but his name was Bobby Winkler. And he's one of the little rascals way back in the thirties. And, uh, of course it was a show, it's a show business family. And Bill was uh, an actor in his own right. He did a lot of stuff. Oh, and then, okay. uh, he became a, a, a director. And I met him, uh, in 2000. I auditioned for something called Double D Avenger. Some of your people might know that that wasn't a horror film; it was a comedy. But um, on the basis of that, he cast me in Frankenstein versus the creature, and that was an homage to the way they used to make monster movies uh, back in the 30s and 40s. In fact, he shot it in color and then rendered it to black and white simply because it was uh, there was more depth to the black and white if they shot it in color first. It's kind of a trick, but uh, it worked really well. And that won Best Horror Feature, worldwide at the World Horror Fest in San Francisco in 2006. So it did quite well. And um, so anyway, it was it was my first lead in a movie, and I was very happy with the results. I played a man who slowly goes crazy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the, the 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 whole experience kind of made me a little crazy itself. But uh, yeah, it, it was pretty pretty intense set.
2: Now, Corey Marshall, he played, what, the Creature, Ghost, Werewolf?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, do you know Corey Marshall? Yeah, he was uh, really good at that. Um, he, um, he was very, um, he had a lot of martial arts training, very dexterous person. and He could do a lot of the falls, and he was very limber. So he did well on, on both. He played the Creature. He didn't play Frankenstein, but he did the Werewolf, the Creature, and some of the other ones. Uh the the ghost of Victor Frankenstein. Which they had a uh a, a mask of um uh who was that? Um uh, Vincent Price okay. actually did that. Yeah. It was it was a great movie. You gotta see that. That's also on Netflix.
2: I gotta check that out too. Now Lawrence Furbish played the Frankenstein monster which you just mentioned, correct?
0: Right. Yeah, we haven't been able to find him since. <laughs> he just <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> It's a one-hit wonder. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, he was a very funny man. But, uh, you know, once we got on the set and started doing the lines, of course he became Frankenstein. But uh, off the set, he was hilarious. <laughs> but it's night and day. Wow.
2: Yeah, it, i got to check it out as well. Um, I see you also did, I don't want to get off track here, but I see you did some uh, uncredited uh, roles in uh, Perry Mason?
0: I'm really upset about that. Uh, As you well know, IMDb is really a stickler for uh, proving that you've done something. Right. But I don't know how to send my script to them where I would, where it actually says, I'm storyteller number one. I am credited in that movie. Okay. I did have a part, I did have a speaking part. So they're wrong. And I'm still trying to resolve that problem. And, uh, you know, I did several things. I also worked with uh, Father, on the Father Dowling Mysteries in Denver with. Uh, You know, I I did a lot of stuff up there, but uh, they're very picky. And there's, I I had my own TV show shot in a cave called Underground Hollywood. When I came here, it was shot simultaneously on radio and on television. And we shot uh, the opening montage in a cave. And uh, I interviewed people who were just starting out that hadn't made it yet, and I left it up to the audience to decide who uh, who is worth bringing out and, you know, uh, exposing to the light of day and who would forever languish back down in the darkness of the came. And it was popular, and we shot it, and it, I mean, it went to three states, and they won't put it on IMDb. So one of the, my, my most proudest uh, achievements. So, I don't know, who can figure?
2: Well, Salazar, I talked to him uh, last week, and he said the same thing. They, they are so picky, you know, it's like pulling teeth to try and get them to even work to look for it. We I mean actually, it, you know.
0: Right. A, well, I, I guess they're just uh, there's a deluge of stuff coming in. You know, they they get so many submissions and and it's freelance too. So one person might be more permissive than the next. It's just the luck of the draw. It's like going to court and getting the hanging judge versus a more lenient judge. It just depends who you get. Right. So. But the problem is, you have to start all over. You can't keep submitting the same submission. You have to start, and it takes hours to fill out these forms online, and it's just, uh, it's just a real hassle. But uh, I've got to do it again because I've got like 40 credits that aren't even on there. I've done that many things. Yeah, I've done a lot of movies that have never seen a light of day, and I can understand them not taking that. They have to get at least. the festival um, you know uh submissions uh, in order to be recognized and uh so a lot of them probably don't deserve to be on there but some of them do and it's they just it's still it's a tug of war
2: i seen yeah. i seen a lot of um pictures on this one downsized
0: mm-hmm. that one best director up in sacramento film fest for the director dan reser he's he um, gave me my shot on that, and on the basis of that, I, I did another one on which I'll talk about in a minute, but uh, yeah, that was uh, about a guy, it's a real-life monster, it's about a man who's fired from his job, and all his uh, underlings, you know, the younger people under him, are laughing at him, mocking him, and he goes berserk, he snaps, and he grabs an axe, and you know, you don't, I don't want to spoil it for right. you, but he just raises hell. And, uh, anyway, so much fun doing that, and I've gotten, uh, very positive feedback on that. Um it was very gruesome, and you can get that, uh, you can see that for free on Vimeo.com. Just type in, uh, downsized, and you can get it. It's about 15 minutes. He left it on there, so. Oh,
2: cool.
0: It's uh, possible to watch it on Vimeo. Now there, there's and so, one, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's all right. It just led me to another thing. I, I, you may have something else you want to talk about, but I wanted to plug Pan Man, which is something I'm just finishing, which is something uh, I'm most proud of, of everything I've ever done. It's way up there. It's probably one of the top two or three that I've done. And I play a professor uh, of a culinary school. This is a kind of a comedic horror movie. It's a little of both. But it's very gruesome, very creepy as well. And, uh, so I, I'm, my my whole crusade is trying to kill this this pan man creature it's a it's a man with a with a pot over his head you never see his face huh. and it sounds really stupid but it isn't it's fantastic and it's gotten a lot of very positive buzz right now we're almost finished with it and I won't spoil you know the, the movie but uh, you've got to see it because it's it's fantastic and um we're just about to, to wrap on it I've got a couple more scenes and and uh I play a, a professor who hunts the pan man who's actually a demon who goes into different creatures like Supernatural, the movie, the series
1: Yeah, Supernatural
0: yeah. and he goes into different people and he inhabits them for a while until that body is killed and then he goes into another one and so I've been after this creature for like this demon for 30 years because he had an affair with my wife and whatever but I won't go into it and then... Um, throughout the movie everybody thinks I'm the good guy but by the end of the movie uh, you know people are not quite sure anymore (laughs) there's a lot of (laughs) twists and turns it's a thinking man's horror movie it really is it's one of the best that I've ever been involved in it's like Hitchcock it's like Exorcist it's incredible and this is a first time filmmaker it was the actor that was in me I played the lead villain in uh, Downsized Right. and he played the the lead hero and so he cast me in this movie and I'm so grateful that he did because it's the best work I've ever done Awesome! so I just can't wait for it to come out <laughs> me neither
2: now you got me started now,
0: <laughs> now yeah, just look for uh, whoispanman.com and you okay. get the trailer without the question mark whoispanman.com so you'll. Know, it's really intense
2: cool Hell House, 2009
0: okay I flew back to Kentucky the guy interviewed me on the on the uh, phone and cast me and his name is Jason Crow he's well known in Kentucky and uh, the Midwest area Tennessee and all of those places and uh, he's done a lot of stuff in his own right um, He's known for a lot of films back there and he one of his first uh, movies that he directed was called Hell House. I flew back there last year, and I played this judge, this cantankerous judge, who sends these young people who burn a house down and kill everybody in it to a uh, mental asylum for life. And uh, they escape, and so they, they start taking their revenge. And that's all I can say about it now. Right. Um, but uh, we did a remake of it uh, this year, so I flew back again and reprised my role, because they had better equipment and more money behind them, and so we did it again. It's the only movie I've ever done twice, because the first one hadn't even come out yet, so they just redid it basically. And, and then while I was back there, they put me in another movie um, called a zombie movie. Uh, Ronnie Jonah, who's a a professional wrestler, a lady, and she uh, is Jason Coe's girlfriend, and she she's a director in her own right. And so she had something called a zombie movie, which is about making a zombie movie, and then being attacked by real zombies when you're making it. And, uh, so I play this sleazy agent in it, uh, agent, one of the actors, and it's kind of fun.
2: Nice. That's not, yeah, any, any time you hear, from the, there. Anytime you hear the word zombie, my ears go up.
0: Really? Yeah. Are you, are you a zombie, uh, fan? Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of zombie movies, there have been a lot of zombie movies made. This has got a slightly different twist to it than a lot of them. Man,
2: that's awesome.
0: Uh, the other one that I did that was zombie was called The Diary. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Uh, that was a short. It should have been a feature. Um, the director admitted he made a mistake because it's the longest short you've ever heard of. It's like 45 minutes long. It should have been a movie. He won so many awards on this thing. And I, I was cast um, uh, right after my mother died, I did this. And so <laughs> every time I did a scene. You know, when we wrapped and they reset the lights and stuff, I was in another room. You know, uh, really quite quite upset. But uh, because of that, I was real. There was no acting, nothing involved. It was all I was stripped down bare emotionally. So everything you saw was real. And because of that, you know, I got a lot of compliments on that because there was no no artifice at all. It was all real. And uh, it's about these carpenters that go up to fix an old house, it's kind of haunting looking, and uh, they found, find a diary, or my my helper finds a diary, and then there's through a series of flashbacks, you find out what happened before, several years back, when the zombies kind of took over, and unbeknownst to them, to us, um, they're hiding in the basement, and I won't tell you anymore, but anyway, um, I'm sure people would love to see that. Yeah. So uh, that's he first directorial debut by David uh, uh, Coverubius, and uh, he has gone on to become really a highly rated um, uh, makeup person for special effects and uh, for zombies and horror movies. And so uh, I don't think he directs anymore, but uh, it was a it's a good job by him, and he, he won I think best feature or best short at one of the festivals here in Los Angeles.
2: Now, you also have a movie called Aftermath, too.
0: That's coming up. Uh, that's interesting because that's a real-life uh, scenario about after a nuclear war, what would happen. And I play uh, somebody's... Uh, the friend of uh, the hero's father who comes to him, and it, it's a short, but he wants to make it a feature. And it's about to I think, screen in Burbank... Down here um, next weekend, and uh, so I haven't seen it yet. I'd really like to see it. Um, and so I played this. Uh, everybody is just smeared with blood and mud, and you know, just really. Uh, <laughs> we shot it up in the wilds of uh, the hills of above Hollywood, up there by one of the uh, dams, and um, pretty intense movie. It's about what will happen to us if uh, we don't learn from our mistakes. And we do suffer, you know, global thermonuclear war. What will happen to the survivors? It's uh, interesting.
2: But do you remember back in '83 when they remember it scared the whole world? It was called the Day After. Day After. As a TV movie about nuclear war.
0: Oh, I may have seen that in '83. That was it
2: back. I, I was in school, and I can remember, you know, about the Russians and. Mm-hmm. You know, what it'll be like if a town, if, if we get hit by a nuclear bomb. Oh, yeah. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah.
0: we would probably wish we were dead, the survivors, because we'll all be sick, radiation poisoning, flash burns. And there will it'll be mass chaos. There will be no food, no water. People will be killing each other for a scrap of bread. Oh. Uh, I live right near the port of Los Angeles, so we, mercifully, we will probably be the first to go if they ever hit us. So we won't have to worry about that. But I remember growing up in the 50s when everybody had a fallout shelter and we were scared shitless about oh, yeah. the, the Russians. And yeah, that was pretty intense, too.
2: There's one I forgot to mention. Legend of the Phantom Rider.
0: Now that one, um, yeah, that that we made that back in the um, middle 90s, I guess. And very strange story about that. Um, I had made... A western the year before, in a place called Tombstone, Arizona. It was a mock-up city where John Wayne used to make all his westerns, and I made it for some Italians. I was the only person in the whole movie that spoke English. Wow. And so, yeah, and so I came through. I was the banker on a stagecoach. It was really. I was being attacked by Indians, and we survived and made it to the town. And God, that was really intense. I I could really relate to the people that were on wagon trains being attacked by Indians because it was so real. And then a year later, I was cast in this horror. Uh, it was a supernatural western. That's how they build it. Called, uh, it was first called something else, Trigon, and then Pandengium Granger, and, and then finally it was released as Legend of the Phantom Rider. And uh, there were a lot of people in it. Uh, Ron Howard's father was in it. He played one of the people. Um, also, God, I can't remember her name now. She was very famous uh, TV actress. Uh, she was in it. She was on, I think, Star, was Star Trek. Star, yeah, Star Trek. Uh, one of the later versions. Cosby, Crosby? Oh, yeah, Denise yeah. Denise Crosby. She Denise was in Crosby. it.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, so I played opposite her in a few of the scenes, and that was a thrill. And I played one of the townspeople in that. I grew a beard for it and a whole bit. And I was very much against them, and so they, of course, killed me. Um, so it, it's all about it's kind of a psychological thriller uh, maybe a metaphysical thriller about good versus evil and how it's like a two-faced it's the same I mean it, it, it's like a double uh, double-sided um, like good versus evil is actually one person which is us we have the capability of both but it was played out uh, so intensely it's uh, kind of a gripping movie it's about a hero and then the anti hero who, uh, towards the end of the movie, you realize they're the same person. So, uh, it's pretty interesting.
2: Now, I'm going to try and refresh your memory here. You played a role as the old man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just love people casting me as the old man. I told the director, <laughs> why did you do that? That'll <laughs> never work again. Everybody think I'm ancient. You know, but, oh well, whatever. Um, that's right. What was that? Uh, Neither the punks. old man. Uh, yeah, I didn't even put that down. I, I gotta change my resume. I have the punks. Yeah, if you blink, you miss me, but th- I'm in the first, like, three or four seconds. Uh, this is a, a movie about uh, this band. It's a punk, punk rock band, and they go to play at this place, and they find out that they're about to be sacrificed to uh, demons from hell. That uh, all their, they were cat, they were Their gig is basically to be eaten by these things. And so it's their trials and tribulations and how they try to escape and lose half their members. And and before they even go to this place, I'm one of the neighbors. Dan Reeser has a macabre sense of humor. He's really good at it. And uh, so I'm screaming at him, You goddamn punks, get the hell out of my town! And I play the old, you know, crazy, (laughs) cranky neighbor. But at the same time, I'm dragging this bag, and then you realize there's shoes popping out of this bag. So it's a body I have in the bag, oh, man. and uh, yeah. So I, he's got a very strange sense of humor, which is great. And hopefully, you know, I'll reprise that role later on in a short or something. Uh, and um, everybody said, "Well, who'd you have in the bag?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I hesitated to tell him. I was, Dick Cheney, I told a few people, but I would probably getting in trouble for saying that. Yeah, anyway, right.
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Wish people.
0: fulfillment. Uh, anyway, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, a strange movie. I, I, I liked it, and it's playing now. Um, it's going to be at Screamfest here in Los Angeles, and he's gotten a lot of good reviews on that.
2: And the Skyjacker.
0: Oh, Skyjacker. Yeah, that wasn't... Um, that 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 wasn't really a horror movie. That right. was like uh telling of D V Cooper, the man who absconded with I don't know how much money, a couple hundred thousand, and jumped out of an airplane. He skydived. Oh yeah. They never found him. Yep. And I uh, yeah I, I skydived for 30 years. I made a couple hundred jumps, and so I could relate to what he did. And so they cast me as the voice of a guy named uh, well, kind of like Wolfman Jack. You know remember from the sixty yeah. seven I don't know if you you do Oh but yeah yeah and and so I really researched the role, and uh I had to do it improv, of course, but I, I researched it that night before, so I had some notes and you know what to talk about and i had to I had to make it feel like it was uh that time period, i think it was I can't remember now sixty eight or something yeah. when he did this, and uh so it, it it's in the background, it's plain as this person's getting dressed before he goes to the airplane to do what he does. Right. And so it gives it kind of a creepy feel. And so that was all voiceover on that one.
2: Yeah, that I can remember watching a documentary. I think it was on Lifetime uh, Discovery Channel, I think it was. Mm-hmm. They had a whole episode about that where they had no idea if he survived or not. Am I am I the right person, right? Yeah. He, he jumped well, out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they think he may have lived... Uh, he there was a deathbed confession recently uh, to his daughter, but they don't. You know, of course they're trying to poo-poo it like you know that wasn't him. But you know the Zodiac the same way. You know they never did catch him, um, and I that that happened right where I used to live in Lake Berryessa, in uh, up uh, northern California. Zodiac killings. I wish I could have been in that movie, but uh, I wasn't around when they did it. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, Zodiac Killer. I think I've seen that. Well, actually... There's been
0: so many movies that's about That's what I was going to
2: say, yeah.
0: Yeah, the latest one was Robert Downey Jr. But that was uh, pretty intense stuff. I I, I kind of believe that they knew all along who... They just couldn't prove it.
2: Right. Yeah. The government's not going to admit that anyways. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Everything's a secret.
0: And then uh, there's uh, Night Terrors. Which nobody's ever heard of. We did that five years ago, and that prior to Pan Man was probably the best thing I've ever done. Um, it was about a man. He's a cannibalistic, uh, psychotic hillbilly. Whee.
2: He, uh, you yeah, attention. you got my attention.
0: Yeah, he uh, has a general store in uh, the swamps. You know, somewhere like rural Louisiana, and people come in, and you know, he'd, he'd ask them, "Hey, you want to buy some stew?" And if they don't buy a stew. Well, he he takes them in the back room and knocks them out, and then when they wake up, they're all tied up, and he tortures them. Oh my
1: and then,
0: God! And then he cuts them up. He doesn't cut them up when they're dead either. He cuts body parts off of them when they're still alive, and then cooks them up and serves it. Oh, it's man. really uh, bizarre. That so good. I love playing that role, and I, I did a method uh, method acting piece where they locked me up in a cabin for a couple of days and just fed me raw meat. so I went absolutely bug fuck on it. I don't know if I can say all this. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just as
0: I, okay. Yeah. But I went nuts, and completely crazy. Um, I drew on a lot of my psychotic, my uh, psychedelic experiences from the 60s, my magic mushrooms. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're still down there swirling around somewhere, but th- that's coming coming out finally. Um, they, th- the uh, producer ran off with it because he wasn't happy with the way it was finished. And so now it's coming out in the next uh, few months. Awesome. So that will be out next, probably early next year. So the shysters and then, oh God, there's so many. I'm about to do a film called Fat Chance, which is going to be shot in Alabama early next year. And it's a, a slasher film. But the, the very unique thing about this is that all the cast members, excluding myself, are at least 400 pounds. So it's a fat camp.
1: Oh, for no very old beast
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody there is 400 to 600 pounds. And slowly but surely, every one of them die. And I'm, I'm the, um, the marine drill sergeant. I'm kind of an aging veteran, or in-your-face type of guy who's screaming at them. I'll oh, hell you, fat, terrible lard. So I'm, I'm really getting in good shape now. And uh, to, to do that role, I have to be a real ass. So it's going to be fun playing that. So I uh, we'll play old, like, Vietnam camis and stuff like that. So. You old miserable bitch. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be another horror movie, but it's got some elements of comedy and comic relief in it. And uh, so it's called Fat Chance. So no, look for that one.
2: No, that's going to be. Uh, I've never seen that done before. Fat
0: yeah, hopefully happen. that's unique. Uh, it's the director himself is, uh, you know, he's overweight, and uh, so he just thought, well, why not? That's awesome. <laughs> Let's just call in all my friends that are overweight and you know get them back here and. And he's he's the man Daniel Emery Taylor. I think we talked about him earlier.
1: Yeah,
0: that um, he was in Return of the Swamp thing, as a child. And he's a great actor, a good friend of mine. And uh, so he wanted me to play that that role. Um, there's a something called Dead Rising. Um, it was a Japanese uh, video game, and that's coming out as a as a new movie. I had a part in that, but I don't even know what they renamed it. And, um, and then I was involved in 23 Japanese anime projects. Uh, I did the voices of all the major characters. I don't know if you want me to run them down for you. Go some ahead, of the names. Okay, it starts with there. there are two or three uh, from each. Um, they took all the old uh, series from the 80s, and then William Winkler uh, rewrote the scripts and kind of put them together. And then we re- we voiced them in the English, so there's no more subtitles. The first one is Guy King. I played a guy named Dimanji, the lead scientist. And then Captain Harlock, I played uh, several things, uh, Yadaran and Karita, Vanguard Ace, I played Oyedo. Dr. Oyedo was the lead scientist. Nadja, I played Duke Preminger, which is Nadja's grandfather. Fist of the North Star, I played Balcom, Baron, Raul, and Kaio, uh, some of the main characters. Uh, Starzinger, I played Don Haka, which is a cyborg. Lun Lun, I played the grandfather and you know the detective. Guitaro's Graveyard Gang. Now there's a horror movie. It was a horror cartoon. I played Nyara, Nyarion. It's hard to even say. So the main uh, the main villain. And then uh, so those are all coming out. There's there's eight of them, but they're, they're, there's like three or four movies of each. And um, that was a lot of fun uh, doing that. We did that over a year and a half period. And, uh, the Japanese have it now, and they're about to release it in, in the United States. And then so, the, it's not on IMDb yet, but it will be. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I, um really, so that's about it on that. Um there's one, I did another one called Party Foul, which is not, uh, not out yet. Uh, this was the hardest thing for me to do, because they wanted me to wear a pink dress,
1: <laughs>
0: and wear a white wig. And I said, are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I, I, I told him, no, Al, absolutely, I'm not doing that. And then I thought, well, don't take yourself so seriously. I mean, Milton Berle did it. Yeah. Right. Uh, some of the greatest actors did it. Uh, who was the guy that did it just passed away? Patrick Swayze
1: yep.
0: did it. And uh, a lot of people. Uh, Jack Lemmon. I thought, oh, hell, I'll do it. Sweet. So I did it, but That's it's not moment. out yet. Yeah, it, I just have a couple scenes in it, but it was just for camp. You know They said <laughs> that was the funniest part of the movie.
2: I gotta love to it's, see that now. I gotta see
0: it's called that. party foul, so and then uh so other than that, uh Cellmate, I played a prison guard who sympathizes with a guy that there was a mass murderer. He killed about six people. And uh that's coming out too. I did that last year, about a year ago I guess, and finally coming out. So a lot of stuff coming out. You are a busy um, man. Yeah, well, it'll, it, it seems like I'm really dizzy, but I, you know, this, this has taken
2: the yeah. last
0: couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, and checking out, I guess I told you about that. It was another student project where I played, oh, you know, yeah, the, the hotel. I was, it was the gate of hell. And, um, so, yeah, I, I'd just been killed just about every way you can imagine. Uh, you know, I'd strangled and stabbed and poisoned and shot <laughs> You know, you you name it, uh, just about every kind of way there is. Um, the other day, I was where, when I was working for aftermath, I was in a dog kennel. That's where they kept us. You know, I was a prisoner, and there were ticks the size of uh, like your thumbnail oh. in there. I said, you know, there's ticks in here, and well, we can't help it. <laughs> just stay in there. I said, Jesus Christ! So I had to go home and scour myself in the shower. Make sure they didn't bore into me. God, that was, uh, took a lot of dedication to stay in there. Um, so, you know, a lot of times, uh, actors will just, uh, you know, just bite the bullet and keep going. Oof. But, uh, I've got some television credits that are horror too. Uh, Beetleborg, remember? Be- Metallic's Beetleborg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a show I got cast as Rudy McDougall, which is the, pr- the publisher of a comic. And uh I, my brains got sucked out by the brain sucker. Right.
2: Nice.
0: And that was really fun. And uh I sent a copy of it to my sister who always said that I was brainless. So uh <laughs> that's funny. I sure she got a laugh out of that. But uh <laughs> that was a lot of fun doing that. I, I got to be over the top, you know, really go all out. They didn't have to pull me back at all. So that was a lot of fun. And the opposite of that is I did something that we won. Uh, we got nominated for an Emmy from the Academy Awards. Uh, I did a PSA for Beverly Hills. I played Clarence, the angel in It's a Wonderful Life. It was kind of a spoof on it. It was called It's a Wonderful City.
1: Okay. And
0: uh, the director said, "There, right, I don't want you to even blink because you're so big. I, I have a very expressive face, kind of a rubber face." And he said, "I don't, I don't want you to move. I don't want you to do anything, Don't twitch. Don't." don't blink and that was very hard to do but oh. I got it was you know one of the best things I've ever done and because we got nominated I couldn't believe it and uh, everybody said well you look like Henry Travers Well, who the hell is that <laughs> I looked him up yeah I look up Henry Travers I look exactly like him his nose was just a little bigger than mine he was an actor who didn't start acting until he was 60 but he made over 50 films and died at 93 and he's been an Everything he played uh, the Clarence, uh, the angel that saved uh, Jimmy Stewart when he right. jumped in the river, and it's a wonderful life. And then he played a lot of big movies, uh, you know, in the black and white era, right? Um, judges and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so that's who I look like. But um, it's kind of strange. And very f- few people ever noticed that. They'd have to be in the '60s at least <laughs> to do it. So and I did another quirky little thing called Outside the Box. Which is kind of a horror movie. Uh, we're trying to get it uh, into a TV series. And um, we're, I have to pitch the pilot. It's about a scientist, played by me, who has twin boys. He raises one in a box for 18 years and one uh, normally. And then he lets the other son out of the box. It's a social experiment right. yeah, after 18 years. And this, this kid is an animal. I mean, he's been deprived of all social contact. So of course he's you know wild savage, we have to teach him the social graces, and so uh, a lot of interesting things come out of that. So we shot a couple of different episodes, and that's really that's
2: interesting. That's how a lot of these movies are. I mean, there's movies that. Larry, I want to appreciate you coming on.
0: Well, thanks for having me. You had a fun, kind
2: of interesting stuff.
0: Well, more to come. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started, like Henry Travers. Make sure you just get in some- my prime.
2: Make sure you get some good horror roles, okay?
0: Yeah, I will definitely. Make Everybody's casting some... me in horror roles now, so I love it. i love it to be typecast. I want to be known for either Donald Pleasence, or uh, remember him from Halloween? Yep. Oh yeah. Or uh, Dennis Hopper, because yep. I I have the whole range, uh, from just kind of mildly creepy to complete maniac, and nice. I, I love doing it. I love creeping people out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like watching it. <laughs>
0: yeah, makes sense. All right.
2: I really appreciate you coming on.
0: Well, thanks a lot for having me. And no problem. uh, I'll 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 keep you posted. I'll send you a picture.
2: Yeah, do that. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Scott. Take care, buddy.
0: You too. Bye. Bye.